and the US election isn't being held until the 5th of November. But all eyes are on Iowa as the race for the uh, Republican nominee begins. The Iowa caucuses are set to begin in a few hours. These votes, which are cast by registered Republican voters gathered at caucus sites across the state, are the first litmus test for each candidate's viability. But candidates and their campaigns are worried the extremely cold weather will keep voters home, with temperatures dropping as low as minus 18 degrees Celsius across the state. To give us some insight into who is standing and whether anyone can realistically challenge the former President Donald Trump, I'm joined by US correspondent Philip Crowther. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Uh, so Donald Trump, is he going to run away with this? Yeah, most likely. Um, the I think one thing that we'll have to look out for here is whether he gets over 50% of the vote here in Iowa among those registered Republicans. That would be a huge margin of victory for him, and that's pretty much the kind of thing we expect to see from the former president. He is very popular here in Iowa. This is an electorate that suits him very well. This is a state that is 90% white, that is largely conservative, that is Christian and rural. They like him a lot here, and he's campaigned plenty here in Iowa as well. And the opponents that he has, well, they have defined themselves in part by just not criticizing him a lot over the last few months. The likes of the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, and then the former UN ambassador, Nikki Haley, by the way, Donald Trump's former UN ambassador, uh, they are the ones who we expect to get the second and third places, but quite a long way away from the former president. How has Donald Trump been running his campaign for this vote? Well, you know, he's been doing what he has done for years now, which is large-scale rallies uh, with people queuing for hours outside to get in. They still do that, and that is something that people have been doing here in Iowa as well, despite the cold. Not over the last few days. He's had to cancel a few of his appearances as well because you mentioned the cold. It really is quite extreme. It's even colder than you mentioned. It goes down to minus 25 degrees Celsius, uh, and that means that it feels like even colder because of the wind that is blowing here. But in terms of the tactics that he has been using, well, the big big rallies, yes. But he also has what you describe here as a ground game, more than he had eight years ago, which means that he's got a bigger campaign staff here. He's got more volunteers uh, willing to knock on doors for him. And these are some of the main reasons why we expect him to do well here. A lot better, by the way, than in 2016 when he ran and, of course, became president. He didn't win the Iowa caucus back then. It was the Texas Senator Ted Cruz who won and who relatively quickly disappeared as a potential candidate for the presidency. You mentioned Nikki Haley, uh, who was an ambassador under Donald Trump. I understand there's been a bit of mudslinging between the campaigns in, in recent uh, weeks, but, but Nikki Haley had, had been running a pretty clean campaign until that point. Yeah, it's become a little bit, uh, not nastier necessarily, but there has been a little bit more criticism between the campaigns. They just have to differentiate uh, themselves from each other at this uh, late stage. It is true that uh, both DeSantis and Haley very much had the opportunity to criticize the former president. There are many reasons to do so. He might even end up in jail this year. It might not happen, but he will be facing a lot of trials. Uh, He's a man with a lot of uh, legal problems. 
problems and whose uh, presidency, of course, was not without their many, many scandals. So many reasons to attack him, but most of the other candidates decided not to do so. Now they feel like they can do that a little bit more now that it's getting really serious for them. Because if you don't do well in Iowa, or if you do particularly badly after you've spent a lot of money here and a lot of time here, which was definitely the case for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, well, then there's a real risk that you have to essentially pack in your campaign because you're missing the momentum that comes out of this first uh, this first voting state here in Iowa. Is there any certainty that Donald Trump will be able to actually run for president? Uh, you know, and what happens if he is excluded from being able to run? Like, would would second place here uh, get the nomination? How does it work? I don't think that's uh, really something that anybody is envisaging, frankly, right now. Uh, We expect the Supreme Court in the United States to take up the case whether he can actually stand as a candidate and firmly expect the Supreme Court to say, yes, he can. Uh, He also has those uh, many trials coming up. Uh, They are very serious for him. As I mentioned, they could send him to jail, but he could still, despite all of that, he could still be a candidate for the Republican Party. So in theory, you'd think these are things that would hold him back, but he can still very much uh, be a candidate. Uh, if he was to be excluded, well, then it's uh, very much an open field. Uh, but a lot of candidates have already stepped out of this race. The likes of Chris Christie, the former governor of New Jersey, has already stopped his campaign, which really only leaves you with two viable candidates behind Donald Trump. And we've mentioned them, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, are those two potential candidates. But they don't expect Donald Trump to end his campaign at any moment and neither does really anybody in this country it'll be a fascinating race to the 5th of november really appreciate your time that is our u.s correspondent philip crowther it's 23 minutes past eight